Welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution. Here's your host, Brandon Allen. All right, welcome to the New Work Revolution podcast. I am excited to bring you another fantastic leadership podcast this week. And I'm kind of excited right now because as I'm recording this, I'm enjoying a nice little glass of Glenfiddich, which was a fantastic Father's Day gift from my own father. So I want to acknowledge my father for the great taste in beverages that he has and for allowing me the opportunity to enjoy a nice single malt as I record this podcast. So enough about me. Let's talk about you. And I want to talk a little bit about what happens when we get too much on our plate. And let me paint a picture for you, and this is so common that I felt like, why haven't I addressed this in a podcast? And if I have, it's been a long time and so long I forgot. And let me paint the picture for you and set this up. So you're a business owner, and you decide to put some things off. And you continue to put some things off and you procrastinate and your procrastination lasts a month, then it's three months, then it's half a year, now it's a year, then maybe it's even a year plus, maybe it's several years. And then you come to a point where you realize enough is enough. You've had enough, you're tired of the procrastination, you can't take any more, and then you sit there and you look at everything that needs to be done and everything that needs to be fixed and you say, oh my gosh. There's no way I'm getting this stuff done. In fact, it's so much stuff that I don't know where to start. And we've all experienced this in some way, shape, or form. I remember when I first started my business a few years ago, I remember I got behind on my books, which is funny. Some of you guys are going to laugh that I'm talking about this because I preach keeping your books up to date and reviewing them. But there was a time where I had gotten behind on my books. In fact, it, I was so behind that really the I, I took a whole year where I didn't really even update my books or look at them. And the only reason I did it was at the end of the year, I wanted to get my taxes done. So I went back and, and tried to put all that stuff together. And oh my gosh, I mean, I put it off. I put it off because I was so far behind. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to take me forever to catch it up. And so when we get behind on stuff like that, it's really easy just to ignore it and not do it. It's like, you know, another example I can give you is working out. If you've ever taken an extended period of time working out, you don't want to go back and work out again. You're not excited to do that because you know that first day back, it's going to hurt and it's going to hurt a lot. And so it's just easier to sit my butt back down on the couch and, and just not do that. And, and so there's a couple of examples there, and we all have these areas in our business. So I want to talk a little bit about this today and just maybe give you a few tips to help to kind of overcome this and how to move forward in the right way. So the first thing I want to talk about is setting priorities. How do we overcome this whole overwhelm? We set priorities. And, and if, you've, if you've worked with me in the coaching space, if you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm a fan of setting priorities. The reason being is that if everything is important in your business, then nothing is. So I want to be very clear with myself and my team, what are the most important things that we should be doing 
on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year basis. I want to get clear on that. That allows me the opportunity now to laser focus in on those priorities and say no to other things that are distractions. And I'm going to, I'm going to get into that here in a minute. But the first thing I want to do is set priorities. Now, one of the things I hear is, well, I don't know where to start, so what should I do? Probably one of the easiest things that, probably one of the easiest techniques or ways to do this is I just take a look at some of the things that I can do. And this is going to, this is the problem here is if you don't have time set aside to work on your business, if you don't have time set aside to think about your business and think about your life, it's going to be very hard to do anything that I'm talking about right now. But you've got to sit down and I would write down a list of everything that you feel like needs to be done, fixed or improved. And then with those things, go ahead and decide what things you're going to, what what are the highest priority things? Look at those things that, now rank them and decide, okay, what are the things that are would have the highest impact on my business, but also would be the easiest to implement? What are the things that kind of have a good combination of both? High impact, easy to implement. Let's go ahead and start there. So take a list, write it down during your power hour, and just decide what are the easiest things to implement that would have the highest production value in my business. And sometimes, look, if you're not sure, just give it your best guess because I can see some of you listening to this right now just get paralyzed by indecision where it's like, well, gosh, this could be a little bit more important than this, but if I did this and and you sit there and go back and forth and then days go by and months go by and you still haven't addressed this issue. So if you're playing from behind and if you've got a lot of things on your plate that are incomplete, that aren't done, or things that you just know that need to be improved, just take some time and write everything down that you can think of and then pick just a handful of those things that you want to focus on and really get nailed down. So that's that's the first thing. Set priorities and how you start that again is to make a list and just pick what are the highest production value, easiest to implement action items on this list. And if I'm not sure, just give it my best. You can't go wrong with picking something. And I'm going to explain a little bit more about why that is here in a minute. So the other part is, and this is really easy for me because I'm a minimalist. If you talk to my wife, my wife will say, my God, if if I weren't here, you would seriously have a TV sitting on a box and you would be sitting on milk carton crates um, in the living room. You would have that little of things. Um, if I haven't used something for a few months, I'm it's gone. If I look at something and I'm like, I haven't used that in six months, it's gone. It's out. I hate to accumulate stuff, store things or whatever. But part of our overwhelm is we we just stack up the clutter. And I don't know how many times I talk to a business owner, and this may be you, where they just have a bunch of shit all over their desk. I mean, just crap all over their desk. Papers stacked up, magazines to read, you name it. And look, if we want to be productive, we have to have an area that has that gives us the ability to be productive. And if we have all these things stacked up and piled up and we're trying to work in that environment, our mind is constantly shifting towards the clutter that we haven't addressed. And now we're feeling guilty and bad about everything that we've gotten behind on. So I want to stay present in the moment. And if this is your office, if this is your workspace, I would suggest fixing that right away. And what is this going to look like? This may look like coming in on a Saturday or a Sunday 
and just knocking out the office, just saying, you know what, I'm going to get a handle on this. You know, I, I talked to a business owner one time who had all these periodicals, and literally his wife was telling me that he had stacks and stacks of periodicals that dated back 10 years. And this person was in the medical field. And so I finally just said, hey, listen, 10 years ago, these things that are written in these magazines are probably irrelevant today. I mean, things change so rapidly in so many fields that things that were 10 years ago are probably irrelevant today. There's probably different data or science that completely render whatever information is in that magazine useless. But And here's the thing. Maybe you'll get to that someday, but why wait? So if you've got a bunch of crap in your office that doesn't need to be there, one of the things I'm going to have you do, and I want you to write this down. If you've got a pen and paper, I'm hoping you're writing some of these things down. But I want you to go through your office and just chuck things. Get rid of them. You should have a computer, a desk, and a pen in your in your office. Maybe a few pi- – you know what? I'll let you have a picture of your family. Um, but that's about it. I don't want to see any other crap in your de- in your office than a desk, a computer, a pen, and maybe a picture of your family. I'm not even sure I want you to have one, but I'll allow that if that's what it takes. So go through your office and clean that up. Another thing. Here's how I can tell when my clients are really good at managing their email inbox and when they're not. And I have some clients who never respond to my emails or they're always losing assignments that I send them. They never see, you know, I just wrote a, a, a book that I sent to some of my clients and, and half of them, I ask them, hey, did you see the book? And they're like, what book? And I know right there that that's a problem. And so I talk to some people and I do a productivity workshop. And when I ask them, some people have five, six, seven thousand emails in their inbox. And I'll tell you this if you have more than a hundred emails in your inbox right now, I want you to go to your computer, open it up, go into your email inbox, hit select all, and then hit delete. If it's that important, and you really need the email, they'll email you again. Uh, I promise you, they'll email you again. And they might be a little irritated that you didn't get back to them the first time, but you can just tell them, hey, I lost all my emails. It won't be completely untrue, but just go ahead and do that. If you have thousands of emails in your inbox, select all, delete. If you have 300 emails in your inbox, select all, delete. I don't know when you're going to get to those, but if, if those 300 emails, especially if they're older, Don't keep them around. Email is not a good to-do list or a place to work out of. I'm always shifting my email out of my inbox, and I don't have time to get into how I do that or or the philosophy behind that, but I don't want to keep things stacking up like that. Again, that's another place of clutter that, again, overwhelms us and gives us this feeling that we're behind. The other thing is, is, look, I said this before about setting priorities. Everything can't be important because if everything is, nothing is, right? I want to take this opportunity to do less. And how I can do that is I need to say no, and I need to say no a lot. So if things don't fit priorities, why do we set priorities? The reason why we set priorities is because I want the opportunity to be able to say no. If it doesn't fit an objective, the answer is no. If it doesn't make sense, the answer is no. So it's I have a to-do list, but I also have a not to-do list. So sometimes people may give me a request and I may tell them, you know what? I got to think about that for a second. Sometimes I get people who ask me to guest on a blog or to be a regular contributor for a website. And I always got to think about those things. And I always tell them, hey, I'll get back to you. Let me think about that and I'll get back to you. I do some book reviews for publishers 
if it, if it comes across at a time where I'm not really sure I can get into it, I got to say, hey, let me think about it. Let me get back to you because I may just have to say no to that particular request because I've got other things on my plate that are more important. But we can't do everything. So we have to say no to some things. You know, another function of this is delegation. A lot of times we get into these situations because we're rugged individualists who try to do all of it ourselves. Or the way we delegate is we always have to set the ball in motion. We always have to tell the employee what to do. So we're really not delegating, we're relegating because we're always going to them and saying, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? But if you have to do that with your team, what good are they? If I always have to tell them what to do, At some point, that's not very effective. That's not a good relationship. At some point, we need to empower people so that they just know what to do. So do we we don't have to be the cog that's always driving that all the time. I don't want to have to be the lever that's always making all the other things happen. It it can't happen that way. So think about what your priorities are and think about what you need to stop doing. What do you need to just simplify and say, you know what? I'm not doing this. It could be a product or service that you're trying to offer. I mean, any of those things, you just got to say no. And what are those things that you need to say no to? And overall, here's what I want you to think about as we're talking about this. We've all been there where we've been overwhelmed by the amount of work that is piled up because the procrastination has just absolutely eaten us alive. It's happened to all of us to various degrees. We've all been in this situation. Some of us live in this situation perpetually. But here's the thing. You don't have to have all the answers. So when I talked about the priorities and I said make a list, you look over that list and you're not sure what to do. Just pick some items. Just pick some things. Because if you do a few things really well, your business is going to be 10 times better off than it was doing what you're currently doing. You almost can't go wrong in a lot of these areas. And what some of my clients are looking for is they're looking again for that quantum leap. Remember I talked about this, small steps to big results. You know, they want the quantum leap that gets them the quantum result. They just want this lightning bolt, the unicorn that that flies in and and gives them the the meaning of life and the answer to everything. And there's just not this secret, this magic that exists out there that is going to allow your business to suddenly transform into a butterfly from a caterpillar. It's just not going to happen. So take these little things and just create small wins every day. What are the small wins that you can create in your business? And that's where you have to focus. Don't focus on the big picture. Look, sometimes we want to zoom out and look at that, but then we want to zoom in. We want to zoom out, zoom back in, and do the work. Just do the work, take the little steps, and the more little steps and little wins that you take, the more successful that you're going to be. I just had a conversation with a client recently, and his business is up $70,000 from the previous year, from our work together. And we were talking about his success and everything else, and one of the things that I wanted to applaud this individual for is just his willingness to take small steps to get those results that he's looking for, to trust in that process that those small steps are enough. And when you get the results, you become a believer. You realize that, look, if I just stick to the fundamentals and do those small things and work on those small things and do that consistently, maybe not perfectly, but consistently, I'm going to get bigger results in my business. It's just going to happen. So what are those small things? Put that list together. 
of what needs to be done. Pick a few things. Maybe they're not the best things. Maybe they're not the right things, but pick something and get started and face the fear. Get over the embarrassment and the discouragement of the failure that happened. Learn from it and move on. This can be a great teaching tool, but it'll be an awful teaching tool if all you do is sit and revel in your own failure and you become a victim to your own circumstances. You don't have to be a victim. You can rise above this, but you've got to make the choice. So if you're overwhelmed, if you procrastinated, if you're behind, here's the deal. It's not too late. Success is just around the corner. In fact, you can decide right now to be successful today. And quite frankly, yesterday doesn't matter. Neither does tomorrow. Today is all you've got. So go out, have a kick-ass week, do those small things to create those big wins, and have a great week. One other thing I wanted to mention to you before I go, though, is if you haven't been to Amazon and checked out the management playbook on Kindle, I want to encourage you to check that out. If you're looking for small wins in leadership and management in your business, the management playbook, I promise you, it's short, but it's got so many good tips and exercises and things that you can do in there to create those wins in your business because it starts with the leader. You're the common denominator of the success of your business. You can go out there and make those things happen. So I want to thank you for listening this week. If you enjoyed this podcast, if it was valuable to you, please share it through social media, share it with your friends, tell other people about it, and If you haven't got your copy of the management playbook, please go check that out on Amazon.com. So I want to thank everyone for listening to New Work Revolution Podcast. This is Brandon Allen. I am signing off. I will talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to the New Work Revolution Podcast on NewWorkRevolution.com. Until next time, take your business leadership to the next level and join the revolution.